0: To scary stories. The channel that tells you scary stories. Fairy circle outside science class. As told to Peter Bernard. Read by Madeline Starr. Back in the '70s, I was a typical young girl with a typical mom who voted Democrat and a typical dad who voted Republican. They got along really well, except if the topic of politics came up. Then, watch out. We had a typical dog named Sparkly, who I named and loved dearly. When I was in seventh grade, our science class looked out onto what they called a meadow, but was really a mostly dry swamp. There were mud holes here and there that you had to watch out about getting stuck in, almost like quicksand. Supposedly, back before I was born, there used to be an amusement park on the swamp, but the ground was so unstable, the rides were in danger of tipping over and the city closed down the place. Sometimes in the mornings, fog would roll over the swamp. I mean, meadow. <laughs> and from my third story window in science class, looking out on it, the scene sure looked timeless and haunted to me. Then one day, it got a whole lot spookier. As I was about to sit down at my desk before class, I glanced out the window and saw something I had never seen before. A perfect circle had been cut out of the tall weeds or grass or whatever that was growing down there. It was about 20 feet in diameter and right on the edge of the field easily viewable from the window. A few of us gathered around asking each other what that was. It didn't look man-made, but that didn't mean it wasn't. What was it? Mr. Sperbler came into class, shouting at us to return to our seats. We all called him over to the window to see what we were looking at. We wanted to know what he thought, since he was supposed to know a lot about science. He told us that this was what was called a fairy circle, and that it was caused by either fungus or weeds growing underground that kill all the plants above them by strangling their roots. We all begged him that he should go with us to investigate it. If it was a fungus, maybe we could find it under the ground and see what was causing the phenomenon. His response was to lecture us sternly that we needed to get back to studying, if we were going to pass the test, so we could get into high school, or whatever. He didn't want to teach us about the science right in front of our noses. He wanted to teach us how to pass a test about the science right in front of our noses. A few of us decided we wanted to go check it out in person after school. But when the time came, everyone else was exhausted from the school day and just wanted to get home and watch TV. This was in the days before the internet and our main entertainment back then was whatever TV our parents allowed us to watch. To me though, that paled in comparison to getting to check out an actual fairy circle. In lunch that day, one of my friends told the rest of us that fairy circles were really caused by UFOs landing on vegetation and matting it down by spinning so fast. He said they were named after fairies because, in the old days, when people saw space aliens, they thought they were elves or fairies, since they hadn't heard about flying saucers yet. My 12-year-old mind was blown. So I ended up walking behind the school alone, and there it was. The fairy circle. I could walk right into it, and so I did. It was open on the street side, but closed off most of the way around, like the Field of Dreams from that baseball movie, but shorter. I think the grass or weeds or whatever came up, I guess about four feet maybe, as it was a little below my eye level. I walked in a full circle, looking down at the ground. The grass was woven in a circle, like more recent crop circles. It did not appear to be dead, as Mr. Sperbler had suggested. If this were caused by underground fungus, why would the fungus cause the weeds to lay down and intertwine with themselves? This seemed, to my Nancy Drew-style investigative intellect, like proof that whatever caused this came down from above, not up from below. After a while, I felt like sitting down and thinking about all this— The next thing I knew, I was waking up and it was dark out. I didn't even remember falling asleep. This was the days before cell phones, so my first priority was to get to the payphone in front of the school and call my mother to let her know I wasn't dead and where she could pick me up. I felt really woozy. I had never seen this school at night before. During the day, it was bright greenish-blue, but here in the dark, it sure looked red for some reason. The phone booth wanted 15 cents for my call, which, fortunately, I had. I wondered when it had been raised from 10. After being shouted at over the phone for a while by both furious parents, I then had to wait, face burning red for 10 or 15 minutes, until they showed up to get me and shout at me some more. When a foreign compact car showed up, I, at first, got scared, wondering if this might be someone who was going to cause me trouble. Then I realized my parents were inside. Dad, for some reason, was in the passenger seat while Mom was driving. He ripped open his door and ran toward me. I flinched, thinking I was going to get hit or something, but he just hugged me, weeping. I had never seen my dad cry before, and... I felt really bad that I had scared him this much. I jumped into the front seat wanting to hug my mother, but she was having none of it and lectured me loudly about everything I had done to inconvenience her that day. Dad got in the back seat and played good cop, while she tore into me. When we got home, I got the silent treatment and that was fine with me. I got ready for bed and looked around for my dog, but there was a cat in my room instead. Which acted very friendly toward me. Both my parents were arguing about something, so I figured I'd ask about Sparkly in the morning and went to sleep with the cat. By breakfast time, my parents arguing had moved down to the kitchen, where amazing breakfasty smells were wafting upstairs. I brought the cat down to breakfast, where I listened to Dad arguing in favor of Jimmy Carter and my mother taking the side of the Republicans. This was a complete reversal of their normal opinions. When I asked where my dog Sparkly was, they told me my dog was a cat, and I was holding her. Sparkly was a boy dog. This was a girl cat. My mother, the Democrat, was now a Republican, and my right-wing dad now liked the liberal president. And when I got to school that morning, I discovered that the building really was now red. I think I discovered a few other things that had changed, things about my friends. But every day, every hour in this new reality made it harder to remember which reality was real. I mourned my dog for months, unable to share my pain with anyone without seeming insane. Nobody else remembered me ever having a dog. Everyone else remembered the school as always having been red. Not only was my mom Republican, she was no longer a housewife as I remembered. was now an extremely conservative state senator. Nothing ever changed back, and nobody else remembers the way it used to be. The only thing I know is, I don't call those circles in fields crop circles, and I don't call them UFO landing sites. I call them fairy rings, because that is exactly what I think they are. Come back, come back, come back, come back, come back scary story.